Hello everyone, it's Dr. Dave. Hopefully you're all doing well. You got off to a good start this week, yesterday on a Monday. Today is Tuesday, August 21st, 2018, and I'm here with your daily health update. I'm going to share six areas of health and wellness information with you to hopefully help inspire you, motivate you, educate, empower, and entertain you towards health and wellness. Make some good decisions today. We may not treat, diagnose, prevent, or cure any illness or disease with our time together today. However, you just never know what one small decision can lead to in terms of getting you healthy and well and keeping you there for the rest of your life. So let's dig right in. Non-traditional hours may raise dementia risk. Following a review of data concerning 55,000 participants from the Swedish Twin Registry and the Screening Across the Lifespan Twin Studies, researchers have concluded that routinely working non-traditional hours like shift work or nights is associated with up to a 12-15% to increased risk for dementia later in life. That from the European Journal of Epidemiology, August 2018. Now, of course, someone needs to work these shifts because sometimes some things need to go on around the clock. And uh, we actually did a presentation, a wellness presentation at a, a hydro generating plant here in the greater Toronto area. And uh, that was one of their challenges. And in doing the research for that presentation, we discovered that the statistics show that people who work these off-hour or non-traditional hours are at increased risk for developing a lot of health conditions and not just dementia. It's just very hard on the body to not follow the normal uh, rhythm throughout the day. Um, so that being the case, if you're one of these people who uh, works these hours, very important to increase your efforts uh, across the board with your lifestyle choices. So eating well, exercising, getting enough sleep, even though the sleep may be at non-traditional hours, and um, making sure that you deal with stress and support your body 100% through that effort. And um, based on this study alone, uh, it's going to be helping to reduce the risk of getting dementia later on in life. Heart attacks among pregnant women is on the rise. A heart attack is usually the last thing on the mind of an expectant mother, but it can happen, and it's been happening more often in recent years. An analysis of nearly 50 million births in hospitals across the United States found that the risk of heart attack rose 25% between 2002 and 2014, with the rate increasing from 7 to 9.5 for every 100,000 pregnancies. Experts, experts speculate that along with the fact that women are having children at an older age, increasing rates of obesity and diabetes may be the reason for the rise in heart attacks among pregnant women. Senior investigator in the study says that our analysis, the largest review in a decade, serves as an important reminder of how stressful pregnancy can be on the female body and heart, causing a lot of physiological changes and potentially unmasking risk factors that can lead to a heart attack. That from the Mayo Clinic Proceedings, July 2018. Now, if you're working non-traditional hours, as we mentioned earlier, or you're uh, going to try and conceive and uh, deliver a child, these situations, as we prepare for them, our choices in life may change because our expectation is that we want to have a healthy career, a healthy life, a healthy birth, um, healthy children. And in order to do that, our choices have to match those expectations because the outcome will be directly proportionate to those choices and expectations. Having the expectation but then not making the choices can be a recipe for disappointment in terms of the outcome. And um, having those expectations is good because they should help align your choices with getting that outcome. 
So if um, you're in a situation and you need a certain outcome and that outcome needs to be a 10 out of 10, the best kind of outcome, then your choices along the way have to support that, including your health and wellness. So um, decreasing the risk of heart attack from pregnancy comes by going into that pregnancy uh, with the best possible health that you can have. And that's a very good decision going into it. On the diet side of things, gluten-free foods for kids aren't always healthy. Gluten-free foods are one of the latest nutritional trends, but these foods should not always be considered healthier than foods with gluten. In this study, researchers looked at 350 food products marketed for children and found that 80% of gluten-free products were both high in sugar and had similar amounts of sugar as their non-gluten-free counterparts. That from the journal Pediatrics, July 2018. It's very true of uh, gluten-free products, higher in sugar, and also low-fat products. And now we know that the low-fat craze wasn't necessarily healthy for us. Um, And one of the reasons was not only because of the decrease in fat in the diet, um, but it steered us away from healthy fats, and also because processed foods, which aren't necessarily the best foods to be eating anyway, were higher in sugar to make up for the lack of taste in the lower-fat products that were also out there. So... Again, everything that happens in trends or fads, uh, have to be cautious with making the decision. So it's good to contact a, a healthcare provider to make sure that these choices are customized, individualized, and personalized, not only for you, but also for your children. Sometimes what we seem to be in the best interest of our health may not actually be so. And when it comes to these kinds of decisions, naturopaths are a good uh, source for you to contact to make sure that you're making some great decisions when it comes to your nutrition. Also, holistic nutritionists uh, or anyone in that field, similar field, uh, could be a good resource as well. The benefits of being active. The American Heart Association recommends that healthy adults get a minimum of 150 minutes of exercise per week. The association adds that regular physical activity can help improve one's health in the following ways. It reduces tension, anxiety, depression, and anger, decreases the risk of developing chronic health problems such as cardiovascular disease, improves blood cholesterol levels, prevents and manages high blood pressure, prevents bone loss, boosts energy levels, and improves sleep quality. That from the American Heart Association, July 2018. Stats Canada has released some statistics on activity levels in Canada. We find that about a third of children um, are not meeting their requirements. And I believe that number goes close to half the population later on in life. And the problem with this minimum is that it is a minimum. It's a bare bones minimum. It's almost like the food guide where those requirements in terms of nutritional intake are also bare minimums. They're not necessarily going to optimize your health or give you the best ability to be healthy and avoid illness and disease for the rest of your life, but they are bare bones. And this 150 minutes of exercise per week is just that. In fact, over a lifetime, someone should try and increase their uh, activity level per day to uh, 90 minutes um, if they can. Definitely uh, 30 at a minimum. Um, but I think uh, pushing uh, 20 minutes a day, seven days a week, which is basically what this requirement is, uh, is not enough. Um, and I think some of the research shows that as well. So somehow or another, try and get in 90 minutes. Uh, you're going to have increased likelihood of getting these outcomes when it comes to tension, anxiety, depression, uh, heart disease, cardiovascular disease, cholesterol levels, blood pressure, 
bone loss, uh, your energy will improve, your sleep will improve, your life will just be better, easier to create those great experiences in life when you increase those activity levels. And it doesn't have to be high intensity interval training. You don't need to go out and do CrossFit for those 90 minutes a day. Um, Just go for a walk, get moving, play a sport, do a hobby, play with your grandkids, play with your children, play with your partner. (laughs) Get out there and get moving, all right? Handling heat-related illness. It's been a hot summer, and the National Institute on Aging lists the following to-do list if you suspect someone is suffering from a heat-related illness. Call 911 immediately. Get the individual out of the heat and into the shade or an air-conditioned place. Ask the person to lie down. Offer fluids such as water or fruit juice if he or she can swallow. Apply cold, wet cloth to the wrists, neck, armpits, and groin. And if possible, encourage the individual to shower, bathe, or sponge with cool water. That from the National Institute on Aging, July 2018. Do not overheat. It's been a great summer. Many parts of North America, way too hot. Uh, There have been uh, deaths in many areas because of the high, high heat. Uh, Not just in North America, but internationally this year. And um, very important to understand the strategy of cooling the body down. That core temperature gets too hot. Your proteins start to denature, uh, which damages your tissues and uh, can lead to death. So stay cool, people. And finally, on the chiropractic side of things, too much body fat can increase risk of joint pain. A systematic review and meta-analysis of data from 14 published studies found a positive association between increased body fat and both widespread and single-site joint pain in the low back, knee, and foot. The findings suggest higher body fat can increase the risk or occurrence of worsening joint pain. That from the BMC Musculoskeletal Disorders Journal, July 2018. So I don't think it's the actual weight that's an issue, but there's actually the toxicity perhaps um, and or the, the metabolism or physiology that happens in the body when you have increased fat that probably leads to increased um, inflammation, uh, causing a risk of more joint pain. So again, across the board, the healthier you can keep your body, the more you keep it in its original uh, design and the way that it was programmed to work, the less likely you are to have negative side effects like joint pain. Your quote today comes from Isaac Walton, says, good company and good discourse are the very sinews of virtue. So get out there. If you want to have a good life, then keep good company and do good things. And as a byproduct of that, you can look back and say, everything was great, did the best that I could, and I had a good time doing it. And that's a noble thing to do every day. So we're at the beginning of the week. Still lots of time this week to make some changes. Turn yourself around for the fall, which is coming up. Always a good time to get back on track into a positive routine. Of course, most uh, complementary and alternative medical providers such as chiropractors, naturopaths, homeopaths, massage therapists, acupuncturists, osteopaths, and the list goes on, can help you create the structure to improve your day-to-day life. So get out there, connect with somebody, start creating a plan, follow the plan, make your to-do list more about your health than it is about the stressors that come every day, and you'll find that those stressors decrease and you'll get better results. And tapping in, plugging into the Daily Health Update can help you just do that. So we'll be back tomorrow and we'll look forward to speaking with you then.